We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Because earlier this year, even last year, through your servant, Pastor Banky, you said, everyone who calls upon your name shall be saved. And Lord, we call upon your name today again. Arise and save us. Arise and defend us. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe, you give me an amen. Amen. All right, quickly, let's open our Bibles. Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10. I want us to declare the word of God. Declare the name of the Lord. Lift it into the air and fill the air with the knowledge of God. The knowledge of the glory of God. What we are doing is to fill it as the water covers the sea. All right. There's not like our God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say it again. There's not like our God. There's not like our God. Now, I want everybody to, we are going to do like we are used to us doing now. I'm going to read from verse 6. I'm going to lead us to read all the way down to uh, uh, verse um, 16. Yes, we're going to read from verse 6 to 16. We may jump a verse or two here, all right, here and there. But we'll jump at like verse 9 just to save time. Uh, but let's just start. Are you ready? If you are ready, say amen. Amen. Uh, that amen is not convincing. If you are ready, say amen. Amen. Very good. But that's how you are going to read it too. You understand that? And I want us to do something. If you have a new American standard, preferably, I know most people here, you have a choice of everything. 200 versions. Please pick a new American standard. I'll be reading from there so that we can read them in unison. But any version you have, please go ahead and read. But I want us to read loud. Are you ready? Okay. One, two, let's go. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Who will not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Verse 8. They are all together stupid and foolish. In their discipline of delusion, their idol is wood. Go to verse 10. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his rod, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, say this loud, The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under heavens. Let's read that again. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under heavens. Go on. It is he who made the earth by his power who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid and devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols, for his molten images are deceitful, there is no breath in them. Verse 16. The portion of Jacob is not like this. For the maker of all is he. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Our Father, we lift up the name of Jesus over this land again. What we have done now is to give praise to whom praise is due. We declare the Lordship of Jesus over this land. 
We say there is none like him. The Lord is a true God. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord is a true God. Is a living God and the everlasting King. Amen. At his wrath, the earth quakes. Amen. And the nations cannot endure his indignation. Amen. Now this is what he has commanded us to say. And we are going to say together verse 11 again. The gods. Everybody read it, from, read it with me. Verse 11. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Now let's read it again. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. You know what he said? Kiss the sun, lest it be angry, and you will perish out of the way. Listen, God will defend his people. Somebody say amen. amen. That is one thing I'm setting off. He will defend his people. Somebody say amen. amen. As for you listening to me or present here this evening, I want to say this to you. It will be well with you. Amen. The Lord is your hiding place. Amen. Dig your hole in the Lord. That is a rock where you can hide. Amen. That amen is not good. Though. Amen. I said the Lord is your rock. Is our rock. Is the one in whom we hide. Amen. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. The protection of the Almighty is your portion. Amen. The Lord is your keeper. Amen. The Lord is your shade. Listen to this. The Lord is a keeper of his people. Amen. He that watches over Israel does not sleep. He does not slumber. Amen. In the name of Jesus is our hiding place. Amen. Is your hiding place. Amen. Is my hiding place. Amen. Look, God will show us mercy. Amen. I declare to you that mercy is your portion. Amen. There is nothing to be afraid of. Because there are things trending up and down right now. Abraham believed God. He didn't have any other plan. Even Jesus does not have another plan. He said, you are the ones that will carry the kingdoms to the end of this earth. Let me give you the word of God. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Amen. Peace is your portion. Amen. I mean roundabout. Amen. Let's bless Nigeria. Father God will give you praise. We lift your name over this land. You are the one that makes wars to cease. You make wars cease to the end of the earth. In this nation, wars will cease. We speak the name of God over this land. And for that reason, we say wars cease. In the name of Jesus Christ. We say wars cease. In the name of Jesus. Peace is our portion. Lord, we ask for your mercy upon the land called Nigeria. You caught it by yourself according to the number of the Israel of God. So that you can see the church in Nigeria. On behalf of the church in Nigeria, Lord, those of us who are here, or whoever is joining us from wherever, we raise our voices up to you. And we say, Lord, have mercy. Amen. From the north to the south, have mercy. Amen. From the east to the west, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Upon every corner of this nation, Lord, have mercy. Amen. We claim this land for the Lord. We will not run from it for anybody. Amen. You know, there's something I've been saying. It is those that want kingdoms that will get it. Those who want to run away from it, God will give to somebody else. It's those that want kingdoms that will get it. If you want to say amen. Amen. If you want Enugu to be the Lord, say amen. Amen. And you want it to be yours too, say amen. Amen. If you want Eastern Nigeria to be the Lord, say amen. Amen. And you want to be blessed in it, say amen. Amen. If you want Nigeria to be the Lord, give me an amen. Amen. And if you want to be blessed in it, give me an amen. Amen. 
we rebuke every evildoer, every weapon manufacturer, everyone that wields a weapon against the will of God. We rebuke them and we command them to perish from the surface of this land in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace with tabernacle on this land. Amen. Now, Boko Haram, whatever be your name, bandits, whatever you are, you go and get your plan B. Get your hole. Dig yourself into a pit because you are going to fall into it anyway. Amen. As for me and my house, in peace we will lie down and sleep. For the Lord alone makes us to dwell in safety. Amen. Evil doers, get all your plans. Oh. Because you can come in one direction, but you will scatter in seven directions. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Choose your direction because scatter you will scatter. Amen. But as for me and my house, we will have peace wherever we are. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Listen, our God is a God of Nigeria. Is a God of peace. You know what he said? If he grants peace, who can make trouble? Listen, you are going to say amen. And I want to say what you are saying amen to. If you say amen to this, then peace is your portion. God has granted you peace. I just like to give this test because sometimes we hear things, people, we need to balance things. I always tell the testimony of my friend, because the person I know up there, Pastor Courage. 2000, what year was that election that Jonathan lost to Buhari? 2015, yes. We were together in Akure on the Wednesday before election. Election was on Saturday. All right, I think Tuesday and Wednesday were there. At the end of Wednesday, I moved on on my way to um, Enugu. I stopped by in the career to see my mom. And then he took off to Abuja on his way back to Sokoto. On Thursday, there were no vehicles. Nothing. No flights. Nothing. He had to charter a vehicle to carry only him back to Sokoto. Election was on Saturday. Let me tell you what happened before that. People told him, why don't you come over? Come and stay here where it is safe. He said, I'm a pastor. I have a congregation. What am I saying to them? They said to him, okay, send us your wife and your children. He said, there are many wives and children in the church. Send the tickets for all of them that I will send them. But you can't pick my wife and my children alone and leave that of the members of the congregation. Everybody said, which kind of man with this one? He said, by the way, my family is safest wherever I am. So he was rushing back to be there. They said there will be crisis. Let me be in the center of it and be the pastor of the people and be the husband to my wife and the father to my children. I just want to get another perspective. Let, let nobody move you. I say to you in the name of Jesus, you don't need any plan about from God. Let's declare our words of understanding. We're about to start the word of God. Are we ready? Look. Tell God, though. Oh, no. 
Let's take our declaration of understanding that we should surely do. Anytime we want to study. Let's go. Now I declare. Revelation. The knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. What is entering my heart? It is giving me light and direction. It's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Listen, victory is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. As the people of God on this earth, victory is our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, you know the other day I was thinking about it. He said, it's the hand of the Lord shutting that he cannot deliver. There's a reason why he doesn't deliver. Yes, his hand is not shutting that he cannot deliver. We really are the ones that will make it impossible for him to deliver. As a matter of fact, he delivers people. He has deliverance for his children. The Lord loves his people, though. He does. He loves his people. He, He actually watches over his people carefully. Let me tell you something about giants. Hmm? Don't ever run for giants. You know why? It displeases God. And the person said the cure, the cure for fear is a greater fear. If you, you know, that's why we, you know, we first removed the indignation of God. We removed his anger. We removed the fact that he can be displeased so we can disobey him. So we have this impression that he doesn't get angry. Anything we do, is okay. So for that reason, we will, we will see giants and run away from giants 
and tell God, see the giants. You understand my point? And we don't realize that when we turn back like that, he is angry. I know what, you want to know something? He's worse than giants. You can fight giants and overcome. You can fight Goliath, your name is David, and you'll kill him. But if you turn away from Goliath, you will face God. And I don't mean friendly face, so. I mean face as in angry. You're facing him and there's trouble, there's, there's another battle. So how do you overcome this one now? So it's better to stand your chance facing these giants. Maybe you will survive. Maybe you will live. As an example, just assume that. But when you face God, you will not survive. The other one, maybe you will die, maybe you will live, you don't know. But this one, you will not survive. Israel turned their back against giants, and every single one of them died in the wilderness. Apart from the people that you know, Joshua and Caleb. Even Moses that did not doubt, he didn't make it. Because he was carrying the burden of the people, and it wore him out. You know, there's one song we used to sing those days. I, I want everybody to go and learn it and sing it again. I think it's Domwen or somebody. Yeah, it's Domwen. I have made you too small in my eyes, oh Lord, forgive me, lived in a life that you were not able to help me. Oh, Jesus is good. Somebody say amen. amen. Now this is what we've been looking at and we'll continue again today. Let me just do a small recapitulation. Um, just let us know that we are a prophetic people. Yeah, that's what we are. Anything God wants to do on the earth, what he does is to reveal it to his people. And then they start acting based upon the revelation. Where's that revelation? It's in the scriptures. Where's the revelation? It's the word of God. The Bible says he doesn't do anything until he has done that. He reveals his secrets his secret counsel to his servant, the servants, the prophets. So what they are supposed to do is to take what they have heard as the counsel of God. There are two things to do with them. Number one, you pray. Number two, you prophesy. What do I mean by prayer? Remember Daniel. Daniel understood by the books. He was referring to the book of Daniel, um, Jeremiah specifically, that God had released a word that 70 years will accomplished the desolation of Jerusalem. And he said that year, that time was now about to be over. So he turned out, they turned around and began to pray based on what he had come to understand. So anything we see in the word of God and we are not seeing around us is a prayer point. Did you get my point? Anything you see in the word of God but you are not seeing around, it becomes a prayer point. If it says they shall cast out demons, and you are not seeing demons being cast out, it's a prayer point. If it says that they will speak the new tongues, if it says that they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover, and you hear all those things, and you have not seen it around, it becomes a prayer point. That's all. That's what God is asking. The will of God, I keep on saying, is not automatically done. You don't observe to see what God's will is. You read to find out what it is. You don't observe happenings around, because if those things happened automatically, he would never have said, pray Thy will be done. So that the will of God to be done is a prayer point. It's a sign, a clear sign for us that it's not done automatically. So that's why we're a prophetic people. God has given us an assignment. He has given us something to do so that his will might be executed on the earth. And we must never forget to do it. And what do we do? We pray. What do we do? We prophesy. 
we're looking at the prophetic aspects in this our teachings. When we talk about arise and prophesy. So what do we do? What, what, or what are we aiming to do? Is to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God as the water covers the sea. And I've established that everything hears. Even things that appear inanimate, things that appear dead, things that appear like they are not living things, they hear the word of God. Rocks hear the word of God. You can speak to the rock and they release water. Do you understand? They hear. Um, uh, trees hear the word of God. Storm, all right? Storms hear the word of God. All these things, they hear God's word. But our emphasis is on our assignment. What are we doing? We are lifting up the name of God into the air. We are lifting the counsel of God into our environment. We are declaring to the people, our God reigns. We are saying the gods that did not make these heavens or these heavens and this earth will perish from under the heavens and from the earth. They will perish. Whether they are spiritual gods or they are human beings that are pretending to be gods. That is, they are putting themselves in the position of God in our lives. The Bible says they will perish from under the earth. Now, these things will not happen automatically. Now, what I mean is this. That's the will of God. We have seen it from scriptures. So what do we do? We prophesy those things. We prophesy those things. One one thing I began to do over the last few days is to tell the Lord to arise and, you know, punish iniquity in the land. It's a simple prayer. That's what he wants to do. Just tell him, arise and judge iniquity. Let evildoers be removed. Let those who prosper from iniquity become ashamed. It's simple. It's not a big deal. Just say it simply like that. Let, listen, you know, very soon, you know, the political next cycle is heating up already. Who will be governor? Who will be senator? They're already planning. They can plan there. We can also plan here. We will install our candidate. What is our candidate? The word of God. <laughs> not any, not any human being. It's God's word. We say, it's simple, we just declare the word of God. That anyone that will not execute the will of God, that's the will of God for his people and for the nation, will not get that seat. That seat will reject him, reject her in the name of Jesus. Simple. We just declare that every day. You find two scriptures. Alright? Simple scriptures like, um, what they call it, when the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Just read it out. That there shall be shouts of joy. <laughs> In the land. Just read out. And you are speaking that the leaders, the ruler of a country, a governor, the senator, have been appointed by God to do good. That's what Paul said. So anyone that will not go there to do good, in the name of Jesus, his seat will reject him. Let me just say something there. Pray for the church of God in Nigeria. You've been hearing things I've been saying. That book is not a problem. You know I've said it for a long time. Let me tell you something about in the realm of the spirit, all right? What they see, what God sees, what angels see, what demons see, is not what we see physically. We can have a million people praying. There's a, there's a, there's a screen that both God and angels look above. They don't see a million. They see what passes through that screen. What is in line with the will of God? What is the faith that is rising in the hearts of the people? That is what passes through. And that's what God hears. But if you're under, say one million people, one million Christians, they look above. Because I tried to count 20. I was getting between 18, 17, 18, 19, then some will go back, then their friends will pull them back. 
So you think there are one million people. But God just come, say, come, come up. Come up here. Come and see from here. That's what they were praying just now. Say, how many people do you see? Say, Lord, say, I can count ten. Say, wait, wait, look at that one closely. That with the eyes of God, he can see, he say, nineteen. That nineteenth guy is not balanced, though. When praise worship is over, he will drop again. So let's just say, if eighteen effective. Then you come down that the screen, you see one million. You go above, you see eighteen. Then you, you now understand that God is just. That he's righteous. That he doesn't fail. Let's leave it there. The Lord is good. So like we're saying, we are the people of God. We have the assignment to continually declare what he wants to do into the air. We, we must. See, and let me say something to us quickly. It's important we understand it, you know, like we were talking on Saturdays about the entrance of faith. That we have to put things in perspective. You must understand, one of the things I want to talk about next is not only what God is doing in your life, but what God wants to do through you. Do you follow my point? So sometimes, it tells you like um, Paul, and Paul wrote to Timothy concerning it. He said, suffer hardship with me. You know, that lets you know that it was the assignment of Paul to suffer hardship. So he said, Timothy, join me. That is from the foundation. Jesus had told him, you will suffer many things for my name's sake. Now, the reason is because the thing I want to do, that's just the way to do it. I hope you're getting my point. It can decide that you won't suffer anything at all for some other assignments. All right? But generally, now, what I want to bring out from there is this, all right? Let me just emphasize that. Is that each time there is something that God wants to do through the church and then through individuals. And that's what our emphasis should be on. Not should be on comfort, not on my own personal prosperity. When, it, when we teach about prayer, most times what children learn about prayer is how do I get guru, how do I get ekpa, how do I get, you know, bones, how do I get chocolate, you know, with prayer. But mature people, when they hear the doctrine of prayer, they say, how do I use prayer to birth the will of God around me? Do you get what I'm trying to say? So when you come to a man, maybe like Solomon, say, what should I do for you? You say that, say this, Olenugu, I want us to drive iniquity out of the land. Give us a word, give us the anointing, give us the people that will do the work. And God said, ask me for one thing. You didn't remember God gave me a house in the city. You didn't remember God gave me cars. So what is one thing you want me to do for you? He said, this nation, Lord, we want wars to cease. You know the truth? He always, now listen to what I'm going to say. He always, notice that word. He always requires somebody to make such requests. Always. And you have to make it in faith. I hope you're getting my point. You have to make it how? In faith. So what does he do? He builds up each individual in faith to the place where that person can make such a request successfully. You know, God's idea of blessing is so that you can be a blessing. Always. That has always been his idea. I will bless you. You will be a blessing. I will bless you. You will be a blessing. For Jesus to come, he raised... You know, when we studied that book of Genesis that time, we observed that it's as if the whole book of Genesis was written around one person. And who's that person? Abraham. If you're not connected to Abraham, they told you a story briefly and forgot about you. 
if you were not connected to Abraham, they told your story briefly and just, just referred to, and this one, he began sons and daughters. That's the end of it. <laughs> you, know, you get my point. They keep on narrowing down until you get to Noah. Then you see, this thing gets down to Abraham. Then the story started. I read my Bible. The focus is Adam, creation. They quickly narrowed the thing down. They got to Noah because the only person that was left at a particular point in time and his family. And they quickly got down to um, Abraham and then they now slowed down. Now began to tell the story of Abraham. <laughs> Before Abraham, many, many years, told in a few chapters. When they got to Abraham, everything slowed down. Now began to expand from when he was called. He went here. He ate this. This one happened. They took his wife, collected it back. He fought here. Details about his life. How Isaac was born. Isaac doesn't have as much details about his life as Abraham does. Because the story was about Abraham. Ah, the life of Abraham. Then he went here. Then he came back here. Then his wife died. Then he bought land. He buried that here. Then he married this woman. And no, they gave you every detail about his life. Then one day he was tested. Remember the story? And then this is how he was tested the first time. Let Ishmael go. Then after that, he was now, the Lord proved Abraham. He said, go and give me your only, your only son, Isaac, the one that you love. And then he told you how he packed. Ha! Give you all the details. You know why? Abraham was raised up so that God could fulfill the promise of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what I'm telling the story is that he trained him. He trained him. For 60 years, we estimate around that, not less than that, actually. Rabbis would still give her about 62 because the age of Isaac was, they give her 37. I just make it easy for calculation. A time of offering, he was about 35, just for ease of calculation. Add that to 25, that's 60 years. 60 years of intense training. Now let me explain to you. It wasn't 60 years of enjoyment. It was 60 years of a man that was comfortable. We told him to come out. To start moving up and down. Then to have a major problem in life. And then he starts learning and learning until the promise of God, of course, a, a promise was guiding him all the while, until the promise of God was fulfilled. As an old man, and his wife being old, they gave birth to Isaac. And then Isaac grew, you know, the time when he said, my boy has not finished from university, he cannot take over this company. That was when God asked him to be sacrificed. Sixty years of training. Then he passed the test. And on the basis of that, the promise of Jesus could be fulfilled. From that point, it was straight down to the time of Jesus. Everybody in the interlude. <laughs> interlude. David in the interlude. You mean another important person there. Who did they get there? Huh? Ezekiel was even, was possessed. What did they do? Talking about serious people. No, those ones were peripheral. I'm talking about core people. People were direct in line. Okay. Let's see. We mentioned David. Yes. Before David was uh, Solomon <laughs> apprentice. <laughs> you see, there are not many people to even mention. No. Ah, after David, who remained? Everything was referring to David. David, after David. So, essentially, when they, got to, when they called him, it was, everybody was at least son of David, and they were sons of Abraham. Do you follow my point? So if Abraham, phew, straight to Jesus Christ, David is the only post interlude along the line. Now, one emphasizing the issue of Abraham, okay, is that he was built up by God 
for your blessing and my blessing. And he kept on telling him, you will be, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And what is that blessing? The blessing is Christ. In you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Those who tell you that uh, Jews are special. No, no, no. Everybody had their role to play. He took a group of people, purified them so that Jesus could come. And after that, he said, it is finished. He broke down the wall of partition. Abraham was built up. That's the point I'm going to emphasize. Abraham was built up and built up so that literally he could give his life for us. We must never have this self-preserving attitude towards life. The principle of life is that you must lay your life down for something. You know, (laughs) I was just thinking today that somebody will now go to Pialti. Remember Pialti? I said, Nigeria is dangerous. The man will look at you and say, you don't think I knew when I was coming? If I was looking for where there was no danger, she will go back home. The day David Livingston arrived, a lion tore his hand, and that hand was par- arm was paralyzed the rest of his life. I don't know whether I get my point. He just the arrived mission field. Welcome. He was severely injured just on arrival. Did he go away? No. He stayed. There are times they will come look for him, find him, take him home, he will recover, and he will come back again. One of my brothers said during my convention last week, he said the way we have preached the gospel in the last 10, I told him up to 15 years, I had 15 years, that has been terrible. We have preached an earthly gospel, earthbound, that our inheritance is here. Once I just heard that thing, I said, no, 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 no. I just connected this, bam. I said, oh, oh bros, relax now, what is it? If you know the way God, <laughs> I watch what I preach you. I'm telling you, I watch it too. If you finish listening to me, you must love your life less and love Jesus more. No, that's it. That's it. You must love your life less and love the Lord more. You must become more heavenly minded. I must step. <laughs> See, I was there those days when Pastor Corey called me. When that thing I was saying, when the crisis was hot and all of that. If you think I was not afraid, <laughs> let that think again. I mean, the flesh gets into that kind of, you know. <laughs> but one thing I keep on saying that unbelief can never come from my mouth. Somebody is trying to believe God, he will call you, you're the one that will not discourage him. So the only thing I used to do, when we finish talking, I get on my knees. I will pray until I can't see anything. Just lie down, just say, <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> groanings that cannot be uttered. You can't come to me and say you want to believe God and I'll be advising you against it. No. I just want to be sure you are believing God. Some people are not believing God. They, are, they want to repeat somebody else's testimony that they don't know where it started from. But for me, no, I'm telling you, I watch, hey, God in heaven. If anybody listens to me at the end, let, let's even all die, like all of us. Let's die together. I really don't mind. I'm serious. As long as we die in faith. I hope you know people die in faith. People die in faith. Let's die together. I, I, <laughs> I don't want Jesus to come and say, Banky, what were you preaching just now? I said, Lord, you know, you've never been to Nigeria. I don't know how it's running in this country. 
No, that's what one man said. He said, when Paul said that, be careful for nothing. He said, I've never been to Nigeria. Pastor. Sorry, bishop. Yeah, the title is bishop. So when, the, when Paul said, yeah, be careful for nothing. Say, I've never been to Nigeria. I said, Paul, he had never been to Nigeria. He had only gone to Roman prisons. He had only been flogged, 39 lashes a number of times. He had only been shipwrecked a few times. He had only gone hungry. Just a number of many times. <laughs> Did you get my English there? A number of many times. He had only, no, he had not, no, he had not been to Nigeria. He had only been shipwrecked and he was floating in the, in the, in the sea for days. He had never been to Nigeria. But he had just been beaten by a poisonous snake. No, he had never been to Nigeria. No, he had just been stoned until he died. And the brother had to gather around him and plead to the Lord. And then he, 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 he rose up again. He had never been to Nigeria. He had never been, no. He had never been to Nigeria. That he preached all over the place. Only the Philippians remember to send him anything. He had never been to Nigeria. He had never been to Nigeria. That he would walk in the morning, preach at night. Just to make show an example to people. He said, you know that my hands supplied all my needs. He had never been to Nigeria. In the midst of all of this, he wrote, don't have any anxiety about anything. And somebody told, tells me, even if you're joking, that's an expensive joke. That's an irreverent joke. You know, some jokes are irreverent. Yes, sir. How many of you joke with your fathers? We don't do that. We joke from now till tomorrow. When it comes to our papas, we deliver them. Tell me, say, ah, see my papa here, be like this, like, eh? Even I go die, doesn't say things like that. Basket mouth, not my basket mouth, mouth without control. He won't, he won't yap his father's head for what? Some jokes are irreverent. They are irreverent. You can't tell me Paul said that, and you tell me you are joking, and the person I'm talking pinned it on his tweet. You know what they call pin? As you get to his handle, it's on top. No, you have not been to Nigeria. I only wrote to Timothy, suffer hardship with me as a true soldier of Christ. He said, Demas has departed from me. At the point in time, with all of this work he had done, he was alone. You know, after you have ministered for decades, it is your birthday, like it was my birthday the other day, everybody came. Paul was his birthday, there was nobody. He said, um, this one, Titus I sent here, this one went to this place, didn't give us details of why they went to different places, but many of them he sent. He said, now, bring John Mark with you when you're coming. It will be useful for me. He said, you know, Demas has departed from me, having fallen in love with this present world. You know what happened? Paul didn't have... I mean, how can he depart from some bishops these days? Are you getting my point? If you're in some ministries, you can't depart. So by the time he tells you that Demas has departed, bros, tell you... <laughs> Demas was tired of fasting. Uh, the fast, you know, there are two kinds of fasting. They let us pray. There's food, though. As, as you are fasting the fast, you're looking at the time. Food is, if you are hearing them, clink, 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 they are arranging the plates as you are praying. But there's one in which, let us pray. When are we eating? When food comes. So until food comes, let us be praying. Nothing. In hunger. And somebody is telling me he has not been to Nigeria. You know our problem? Earthly mindedness. I look at our nation sometimes, look, because I observed some things recently. 
I just said, so, sometimes what is going on? God is just said, let me even show these people what life is about. See, every nation, all right, you must understand, God is pushing everybody to a particular point. Like I said, whatever we are going through in life, we are, it's supposed to push us in the search of God. The way he's doing with the Europeans, I don't know. It doesn't concern me. But Africans, especially Nigerians who represent Africa as number one in heaven, really, you know? I hope you know Nigeria is the, one of the most populous nations of this earth. You know that? Yeah, there are not too many countries with more population than us. We should be around number, I'm not sure, but I think we'll be between number four and number six. Yeah, by the time you, remain, you remove um, India, US, uh, China, India, US, 200 million, no be more, Brazil, yes. I think after Brazil, who, who's remaining? Indonesia, are they more than us? Okay. We're definitely among the top 10. The day I told somebody the other day that Canada has a population of 30 million, they thought it was a joke. Say what? I said, yes, we opened it. I said, it is <laughs> the whole of Canada. You fit Lagos and Ogun State, and all the people is there, you're dead. Don't surprised. UK doesn't have maybe about one third of our population. Yes, about one third of our population. Ah, Nigeria plenty of. When they say of our population, people are too much on this side, they say lie. Because <laughs> as plenty as we are, the whole land mass is just a little bigger than Texas. <laughs> One state in America. Yeah, to go to northern Nigeria, see empty stretches of land. Able to grow corn, beans, rice, all kinds of things. We're blessed too. That's a side, that's just a side gist. But the point I'm making that look, we do represent an important thing in heaven. And all these adversities we are experiencing, God is saying something to the church. That's where I'm going. Make sure you react to your adversities appropriately. Oh, yes, it's important. Every adversity sinks you further into God. That's something you must bear in mind. So here in India, COVID death is serious. You know, they don't bury people. India, they, they cremate. They don't have space to cremate again. Yeah, the crematoriums are full. And this is not, they are not storing bodies, they are burning, but no space. Now go away to burn in a relative. 4,000 deaths in one day. And I just read it. Did you think it worried me? Did you? No, I felt sorry for them, but it didn't worry me because I said, well, we'll go and pray again. They said, is it dead? You know, <laughs> that thing made me laugh. And Nigeria does not make vaccines. India makes vaccines. Yes, they manufacture vaccines. Yet this is happening. The point I'm making is that whatever happens, we look, men ought always to pray. We dive into prayer again. You know the holes we are going to dig for ourselves? It's with our knees. That's the point I'm making. I have one message by, I think, Derek Prince talking about prayer of desperation. Sometimes people are not, listen, if you can run, you are not desperate. Not desperate. There are some, <laughs> there are some things that are triggered only by prayers of desperation. I remember the prayer I prayed many years ago about Nigeria, about things, and I, rem- I remember it recently. And something means, Evanki, don't worry, it can't fail. And what's the prayer? I will tell you. I said to the Lord, nobody will ever have mouths big enough to say, I want you. That's the prayer. I said, God, now it's not the person I'm talking about. Though. 
I'm just talking about what God will do. That it will not happen that somebody will look and say, I want you. I said, Lord, no, that one, it won't happen. I said, Lord, that one, no, it will not happen. One day, a friend of mine, he traveled and he came back. And they just came to visit after about a year or two. So I said, Banky, when are you joining us? I looked at him like, did you smoke something? No, when he said it, because I have many friends, and they know, most of them know me. What this particular like I didn't get? I look at him, what did you say? Well, if I was planning to join you, do you know where I came from? I came from Lagos. So you were in Enugu most of your life, in quotes, you know. But I finished my residency training in Lagos. I got up and came to Enugu deliberately. I said, if I was planning to join you, I think Atlantic is closer. Because if not swimming now, you know. <laughs> if not to even hide this high plane. If not to track, say, whichever way, Lagos is closer to where the action is. I said, no, my brother. The important thing is that I said, we have a mission in life. Each person trying to identify your individual mission. But very importantly, I want to talk about the church to understand its mission. And this is the word. They are the redeemer for the land. The church is the redeemer for the land. This land, the redeemer, the name is called the church of Christ. Jesus is not directly the redeemer for the land. It is the church, his body on the earth that is the redeemer. He has already redeemed. There's a way it is. He has redeemed this in the heavens to bring the redemption down to the earth. That's what we are talking about now. The church is the redeemer for the land. And one day I keep on telling Christians that, listen, don't give it up. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Don't. It's like, you know, it's like a land of promise, kind of. You know, I want to use that illustration. When God sent Israel into the promised land, he made it clear to them. Every inch, he gave them a description of it. Do you understand? He did. And almost all of it was populated by crazy people. Do you follow my point? Yes. Enemies were all over the place. And this is interesting, I want you to understand. Everyone that Israel tried to take, they took. The only ones they did not take were the ones that they did not want to take. Either because, for example, God said, listen, you can't take the whole land in one day. So, let's become fallow and then trees, bush, and wild animals cover the whole place. I'll leave those enemies, in quotes, there until you are ready. What I'm going to say is that, see, there was something that Jephthah said. Was it Jephthah? It's Jephthah now. Let me read that scripture. It's, it's, it's a very important one. So let me just uh, get it out. I think it's Jephthah that made that statement. One of my, one of the scriptures I used to quote a lot those days. Judges chapter 11. Yeah, it's Jephthah. Now, because um, it's quite a long one, after Jephthah had agreed to lead the people of Israel, in verse 12, Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the sons of Ammon, because they are the ones that were attacking. So Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the sons of Ammon, saying, What is between you and me that you have come to fight against my land? The king of the sons of Ammon said to the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up from Egypt, from the Anon as far as the Jabbok, 
and the Jordan. Therefore, return them peaceably now. Then Jephthah said, I'm jumping to save time, in 15. Israel did not take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the sons of Ammon. Now, this is what he said. He described everything that happened. And said, the land that we have, okay? Now, please, I'm trying to save time. He explained the whole, told them the whole story. In verse 20, Sion did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So he gathered all these people and camped, you know, and fought with Israel. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sion and all his people into the hand of Israel. And they defeated them. He was telling the man history. Go down to verse 23. Since now the Lord, the God of Israel, drove out the Amorites from before his people Israel. Are you then to possess that land? Are you getting my point? He said, do you not possess what Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God has driven out before us, we will possess. That's what I was going. There's a principle there. Basically, you have to possess that which God has prepared for you. The advice we get these days is that if Ammon attacks you, run. No, I think we should follow the counsel of Jephthah. If God gives us something, and I'm telling everybody listening to this because that's understanding I've gotten from the Holy Spirit over the last few years. He divided the land according to the number of the sons of the Israel of God. Why did God cut Nigeria out as a country? He wanted to see the church in Nigeria. He said that he wanted to say it and he's still saying it till today. I hope you're getting my point. So what he's saying is this. That land belongs to them. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, take it as a prophetic word. And he has given us custody. So the Red Prince says, and now he holds us responsible for whatever is happening on it. So I think it's out of order for me to want to cede it to the Ammonites. I don't care what you are armed with. I won't give it to you. Why? God gave the land of the Garden of Eden to Adam and said to him what? Guard it and keep it. He didn't say, Adam, get ready. If serpents invade, you can just pass through here and you know that's a plan that you can use, you know. <laughs> you can pass through here. He didn't say that. He told him, guard it and what? And keep it. And whatever God has given you like that, he expects you to guard and keep. The weapons of our warfare, however, are what? They are not carnal. They are mighty through God. We, but we have a weapon. We have a weapon. And Jesus said to us, men ought always. So what are we doing? We employ our weapons. We have weapons. That's the point we're making. That's the point we're making. We have weapons. Our weapon is the word of God. Our weapon is prayer. Like we said, men ought always. Somebody said we are praying enough. It's not true. It's not true. In fact, there's one understanding. Well, I've shared it here before. It's also in one the, uh, the book that's coming out um, next month. There are two books we have re- well, ready. They'll be out next month. One is titled Walk by Faith. All right? My wife said I like writing a lot of books on faith. So I asked how many books do I have on faith. I think it was kind of like six, and then I stopped counting. I lost the... <laughs> really, we have about how many of it? Habit of Faith, another sermon. Which other one? Get It Can Be Yours. By Faith, Acquire Life. Yes, uh-huh. which other one? Uh, it's not so many now. And this is the latest one. Yes, by faith acquire life, and then this one's. The, we walk by faith. Is there another one? Uh, I think it's time to walk by faith. All right. Now, in it, I explained. Bear it in mind. When Jesus said, "This type 
does not come out but by what? By prayer. Now the question I want to ask you is that was it that that demon was tough? Have you ever thought about it? Was the demon tough? Because they asked, why could we not cast him out? What did he say? Cast it out. He said, why? He said, because of unbelief. Thank you. He said, because of your unbelief. And the man came. If you can do anything. He just said, if I can do anything. He said, if you can believe. That was the problem. The man too did not believe. There was, there was unbelief in two quarters. One, the man himself. Two, the apostles. <laughs> now I'm convinced, after studying it, having read that scripture, the man said to Jesus Christ, if you can do anything, have mercy on me. Take pity on us. And Jesus now said, okay, no problem. Help, no, he said, help my own belief. When he said, if it's only if you can believe, if you can believe. And I said, help my own belief. Now, when he said, help my own belief, how did he help his own belief? He didn't have time to teach him anything. Did he have time? The normal way he helps people's own belief is to teach. He didn't have time to teach. He ministered to that young boy immediately. And the demon left. And he said to the disciples, I said, how did you manage that? You know, he said, how could we not cast, why couldn't we cast it out? He said, oh, that one was because of unbelief. Unbelief in you, unbelief in the man, unbelief in everybody around. So how did you cast it out? He said, oh, on that, listen to what I'm saying. The demon was not tougher than usual. The unbelief complicated the situation. Now, when unbelief has complicated the situation, the only thing that solves it is prayer. This type will not go out. It wasn't the demon itself. It's a type of circumstances that have been created by the unbelief. Can I show you what he did? He had to make special intercession to God the Father directly, bypassing everybody else to deliver that boy. I'm convinced of that. Even though it's not written clearly like that in scripture, because he said, this one does not go out, but by what? Prayer. Now, he had to pray. Normally, he doesn't do that. So I can imagine under his breath, he began to intercede for the situation. Now, this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm going to with all of these things. So you believe God. Even your pastors don't believe. This type does not go out, but by what? Prayer. You have to pray. Because if the faith was there, if we're all united in faith, whatever will bind on earth. Yeah, that's it. The woman with the issue of blood, did this discuss with anybody? Jesus was not even aware. Jesus couldn't pray to the Father for her. The woman said, if I may touch, if I may but touch the edge, the hem of his garment, just grab the cloth, that is the man shouldn't know I came, touched it and left it. And of course, as soon as that happened, she was healed instantly. She felt the power flowing to her. And then she stopped following. So he kept on, the crowd took over again. But Jesus now stopped. I said, ah, what happened here? They said, sir, why did you stop? He said, somebody touched me. Peter said, he has come again. <laughs> I can't, no, no, you can laugh at Peter now. But think about it. You're going. Everybody's around. And they were all trying to touch. And he now said, somebody touched you. Peter like, excuse me, sir. Maybe you did not notice. There's a multitude thronging you. You meant to say, people are thronging me. Which of somebody touched me? <laughs> no, to Peter, it was so odd. How can you say one person touched you? See? Oga, okay, you are saying we're not doing our job well, have we? John, I told you to stay on that side. Why didn't you stay properly? Because, you know, if you see the way it was, they must have been surrounding him. No, if you know the way it was, people say that Jesus was approachable. It's a lie. 
If it was so approachable, why did Zacchaeus climb a tree? Why? If it was so easy to reach him. It wasn't because he was a difficult person. There were, not, there were too many people. And when he wanted to sleep, Peter would stand here. James would stand here. What about that zealot? Simon. Simon is zealot. Now you go hold knife like this. They do Anybody cross this place? And they were like, we want to see Ghana. He now looked, saw some women with children. He said, "Well, let the little ones come." What does that say? Not everybody could come. If you were a big one, you couldn't come. People just say, "You know, as a man of God, you should be afraid. You want for me to die? You, just, you, you, you snatch my number from somebody, be calling me, and I don't answer. You say this man is not approachable. I'm not going to answer you. Someone will say that. I don't. I know you don't know me. Then why are you calling me? <laughs> The Lord is good. The man I'm making is that so Peter and Uncle were surrounding him. So when he said somebody touched him, ah, just like Oga, we are working hard. These guys are plenty. Why are you not getting angry that somebody broke through? The only one person. Many people broke through. Peter is trying, and James is there, is trying. Simon who told him to stop bringing a dagger. <laughs> so he couldn't threaten the people. Jesus said, that's not what I'm talking about. Somebody touched my garment. I felt virtue leave. I'm not talking about people just... At that point, everybody stopped. He said, somebody touched me. Somebody just got healed. Somebody drew power from me. Who is the person? Do not really say, Hi, sir. Jesus did not know about it. I'll be getting my point. He wasn't aware. That's why I told the whole discussion. He wasn't aware ahead of time. He did not pray for that woman. I'm convinced he was not expecting to meet her. He wasn't thinking about her. That's why I said somebody. He didn't know whether it was male or female. He didn't know. The Holy Spirit didn't tell him. He stood there. He didn't know whether he was young or old. But faith was great in her heart. But when faith is lacking, there's discussion. There's discussion. We have to watch Arise. Where do we watch political talk? We have to watch channels. When faith is lacking amongst the brethren, when faith is lacking, when we focus so much on Nigerian military, we focus on the head of state, when faith is lacking, when faith is lacking, we don't recognize the role of God in our lives, when faith is lacking. Those who can pray have more prayer to do. Because we are streaming, we are just trying to code some things. Prayer point has been generated for us now in the last few 24 hours. Oh yes, you have to pray. You have to pray because some things don't go. Not because they are hard in themselves, because they've been complicated by unbelief. And I'm saying to you, the situation of Nigeria right now has been complicated by unbelief. Not in the average person, but amongst us Christians. The kind of unbelief I don't want to start discussing now. Once you start agreeing with the world, it's unbelief. It's unbelief. Open your mind. The problem with this, the solution to this country's problem is that we just need to restructure. It's unbelief. We need to cut this corner into six different parts. It's unbelief. The head of state needs to go. It's unbelief. Get a plan B. It's un- This man, you put words in my mouth. <laughs> he said, don't join the multitude to do evil. I've joined this man to do evil. <laughs> so much unbelief around. And it makes the work of those who are truly praying harder. 
That's why Jesus warned us ahead of time. Men ought always to pray. That's the reason. That's the reason. There's so much unbelief. So much of it around. Some Christians talk. You don't know whether they are Christians? Like, <laughs> I hope that guy that was abusing the Jew, I hope he's not a Christ, supposedly Christian. So let's leave that guy. He claims to be a Christian. Is it a false claim or a true, or, or true claim? I think it's a false claim. His name. Even if his name is Jesus, you don't know that some Jesus don't believe in God. There are people called Joshua, they don't believe in God, you know that. Uh-huh. I, I hope you know Joshua is a Hebrew name for Jesus. Yeah, Joshua is a Hebrew for, the, for Jesus. Some people don't, you know, they don't believe. They don't. They complicate the work. That's why I'm That's why we have, but then we can't give up. No, 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 no. God is going to ask us. So what did you do about this? So I found that country too difficult. I said, I know. That's why I sent you there. If it was easy, I wouldn't have sent you. The sons of Ephraim being armed, what happened to them? Yet in the day of battle, they turned back and broke the covenant of God. You think when they turned back, they did not see that something was bad? They saw it. But God said, but I armed you. Why do I arm you if there's no problem? Please, I hope you're getting my point. We have an assignment. The assignment is we take this land for Jesus Christ. Amen. I finished my message for today. I think I've, I've completed it very well. We are taking this land for Jesus Christ. Amen. That amen is not convincing enough to me. Amen. From the north amen. to the south. Sokoto and Bono. Amen. Down to River State. Lagos, Cross River. Amen. On the extreme here, um, um, Adamawa Taraba. Amen. What's on that extreme on this left? Is it Ogunanko? Kwaranko? Everything in between. And Abuja, particularly. Amen. Yes. Amen. Every state that touches Abuja belongs to Jesus. Amen. Every state that touches the state that touches Abuja belongs to Jesus Christ. Amen. Every state that touches these other ones belongs to Jesus Christ. Amen. All the states in Nigeria, every inch of land, it belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We prophesy to Bono State that peace will reign there. Amen. This indignation will soon be over. Amen. We prophesy to Zamfara State that peace will reign there. Amen. To Bauchi State. Amen. To Adamawa. Amen. To Yobe. Amen. To Sokoto. Amen. To Niger. To Nasarawa, Amen. to Benue, Amen. and all the states of the north, central, and then down to the south, east, west, whatever part of this country might be, we prophesy peace upon those lands Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are saying the gospel will reign. Please, if you have been called to ministry, work day. If you have not, if you are not sure you are called, go and volunteer yourself. Then you will find out along the line. Because Akoyais, Akoyais, how did they say it? Akoyaiki, so say. Have you? Akoyaiki, so say. What's that friend? What's the correct form? Oh, this is a speaking Igbo. Is somebody speak Hausa for me? Akoyaiki, so say. There's plenty of work. That's what I'm making. Yes. 
We will cover every corner of this land with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen. You know the most dangerous people on this earth? It's upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, let me explain it for those who don't understand. It doesn't mean we are defending. It means we are attacking. The Bible shows Christians to be attackers, spiritually speaking. Physically, we may look docile. That's because we are harmless as doves. Do you get my point? That's how it is. Who, I mean, a gentle, a, a, you know, a, a smoldering wick, how they say it won't, it won't quench. That's how Jesus was. But you wanted to try him? So, Charlie speaking, don't try Jesus Christ. Though. On the surface, it looks very nice and gentle. But he had command of legions of angels. That's how Christians are. But really, we are the most dangerous. We are the most dangerous. We are, as a matter of fact. And the Bible paints us like that. He says that upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the gates, what does that mean? They are protecting something. They are protecting their territory. They are protecting, they are the ones protecting so they will not prevail. So when we get into war, they, we are attacking, they are defending. God forbid that our backs should be seen. You know what? He didn't even put any weapon there. Everything is attack. Shield of faith. Breastplate of righteousness. Backplate of what? Of exposure. That's what, remember my principle of Fatih Adaya? How many people remember Fatih Adaya? I better fight here and die here. That's it. So, <laughs> that's what they say. But the point is this. We have an assignment from God. We will not be afraid. And we're going to rise up to our feet to pray in a moment. We're not laughing at anybody, please. Can I just say that? I'm not mocking anybody. I'm not mocking anybody at all. If anything, I feel sorry. Like I said earlier, we need to pray for the church. We need to pray. Paul said, my little children for whom I travel again in birth, until Christ is formed in you. When he saw them erring, he felt sorry for them. I hope you are getting my point. He felt sorry. So let's, you know, I was young, we used to laugh at people that didn't know what we knew. We had the name for people that disagree with us. We call them sense knowledge people. We learned it from our senior brothers too. All of us were walking in pride, arrogance, you know, shoulders raised. We're walking in pride and arrogance. That's a matter of fact. It says some sense not that we were walking in rev. Who was there that time? Rev. Say that's the rev. That's the rev. Somebody will pray, say that's the rev. Write it down. I look back now, foolishness. We we'll laugh at holiness people. I'm just saying we out of humility because I was following people. I was small, like this. Followed our seniors, laughed. I looked back. That laughter cost us severely. Those people are laughing. I'm not joking about what I want to say. God extracted that laughter back. They cried. The laughter. The only people that did not cry for it were those who repented and realized that laughing was wrong. Yeah. You didn't have to agree with everything the holiness people said. Take what is good in it and give thanks for their lives. After all the noise we are making, they laid the, the foundation for the evangelism. Without them, there could not have been a release of the spirit like it was released and you are now raising your shoulder. So I learned long ago, I don't laugh at anybody. One day I was in a program, one man was preaching. One small boy beside me, he was saying, hey, Yes. I looked at him and I felt sorry for him. 
I feel like saying that, are you so stupid? This small boy. Obviously, this young campus boys who knew Rev. Because that man was preaching, he was saying some things about bringing back the Lord Jesus Christ to praise and this and that and that, and that this earth is useless. Ah, the boy is there. Mission. He didn't say it loud, though. God will apologize him on the spot. He whispered it. <laughs> now, I wanted to tell you, I told but it was a program. When I went there, but will you stop that nonsense? Don't, don't ruin your life with this kind of attitude. The man is saying something. He knows ten times more than you know. What do you know? Like they have a saying in Yoruba land. They say you can have more clues than an elder, but you can't have as much rags. I hope you can decode that. You can be blind or blind. If the man shows his wardrobe of rags, to show you clothes he has worn over the years. That's what they mean. What are they talking about? Experience. You can have one or two revelations, but you have not tried them. What are all that? that you haven't tried this thing. You're still in school. So for that reason, I don't, I don't like to laugh at people. In fact, some people misbehave. Eh? I, I go and ask myself, Lord, please, which part of that misbehavior do, do I do normally? That, seriously, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just trying to preach. I really do that. I'll, I'll meditate. Do I behave like that? Do I say things like this? Do my words generate unbelief or faith? I sincerely ask. Sincerely. If I'm not laughing at anybody, please. We can disagree. Yet I, I, I just had to respond because you say, Pastor Bang, why do you have to say anything? Because I have an assignment to do. Answers. People are waiting. Pastor Bank, what do we do? If I tell, if, if I told people that time, don't participate. They won't. Are you getting my point? It's not my fault. You know, <laughs> can I use the expression? It's just a position that God has kept me in. So when things happen, people turn. Ah, I've been to church before. In fact, there's times that the church I have in my stop going because people always turn in to check my opinion. Somebody's preaching to check. Okay, do you agree? No, it became an issue. You know, you're sitting down. Somebody say something, just say eyes, look in your direction. They want to see whether you are nodding or you are doing like this. <laughs> so I just sit down straight like this. Eh? Mm. <laughs> Not saying anything. Just judge by yourself. One day I finished in one particular service. <laughs> Long ago, one brother walked up to me. Let's be honest, that man talked nonsense. That a bunch of rubbish. Priest, like 45 minutes or one hour of nonsense. I endured it as I was leaving one brother. <laughs> just walked up to me. He said, good evening, sir. Hey, how are you? He said, sir, please. What that man said, I just said, it's rubbish. He said, thank you, sir. And that's all. He, didn't, he, just, he just said, thank you, sir. And he went away. Because, you know, he's sitting on the seat. He said, what kind of doctrine is this? The man was saying that, you see, anything you do, you must make sure there's something you are getting for it. You know, that, all those kind of things. And I said that, look, the way he does is that if he, needs to, he knows you need help now, he will help you. He will never forget. One day he will tell his son to go and meet you. See, there's one pastor came today. Tell him that my father, who helped him in particular day, so I did. Oh, all of you now agree. Look at the way he's rubbing his hand. <laughs> That's the mechanic he's rubbing his hand. So you don't blame him for saying it's nonsense. So the guys were sitting there like, ah, what now? So at the end, the guy just came to say, good evening, sir. Did you hear that? I said, I did. What do you think? I said, it's rubbish. He said, thank you. Nothing more than that. He just wanted to be sure that he didn't misjudge. So sometimes things like that happen. And things go out, and people turn around and say, Pastor Banky, please, what is the Lord saying? And I have to respond. And let me say straight to you, you do not need a plan B. Let me answer it direct. 
Like Apostle said earlier, no need to be nice. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with dying, trusting God. That's the point. I'm not trying to say that. No, 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 no. no. We are prophesied already. But let me tell you another part of it. Nothing, you, know, you know I've said it many times. When I die, right on my grave, here lies a man who died believing God. Maybe like that. Last time I was, I wasn't feeling well that I, I was away for a few weeks. I told my wife, I said, if I become unconscious, I can't move. There's one, I have these big white towels. You know? Very big and white. I said, you will lay it down so I can lie on it. I said, that white towel represents the bosom of the Lord. Yeah. And I meant it. I wasn't joking. I said, I will wake up. Either I wake up here, over there. I said, but if I hear you carry me away from here, now spiritual fight will start. I didn't say, I will live. You know, they live and not die. <laughs> it was good, amen? But right now, my, my spirit is overwhelmed. You understand? I didn't have the energy for, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> energy don't, you know, Energy, Abi, how does it go again? <laughs> Don't finish. I didn't. I hardly ate for two straight weeks. I lost seven kg, seven point five actually. Yes. I just remember like, listen. I'm going to lie down here. If I become unconscious, the only thing they just just call people so that they will know that. I died slowly. What well, I'm like, I didn't just die suddenly. You know, the pastor's about to die, so maybe they can't greet him. <laughs> and I didn't add a part to it like that. You know what I'm saying? Is that. Otherwise, and I meant it, I wasn't joking. Eh? If anybody put it back of one vehicle, say they go hospital, we go quarrel. Just leave me for the bosom of the Lord. If he says there's work to do, we will leave. If he says it's enough, we will die. Leave him like that. No, no, I'm not a gluten for police. Don't look at me as a parent. I know. I love my wife. I love my kids. I mean, and I love you really, seriously. I mean, if I want to dial up your follow, let's be doing fellowship in heaven. <laughs> no, what I'm just trying to say is that, that, that it gets to that point. I had that attitude. I told you before when I was in Lagos those days. Say money, 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 money. I told the Lord, you don't have to give it to me. There are certain things I saw in life and I realized that there are more important things in life than this pursuit of wealth. The only thing I asked him is that don't give me a wife because it's going to be a bit difficult. Just like Paul. So don't give me a wife. We can believe God, but we also understand that there's a resoluteness with which we face life. Like I told them in the beginning, we we're talking about our convention. Those who want kingdoms are the ones that will take it. Let me say that again. Those who want kingdoms are the ones that will take it. I'll say it one more time. The Lord will give the kingdom, kingdoms to those that really want it. If you are willing to run away from it, it's called righteousness. He will give it to somebody else. If you are not willing to suffer for it, if you are not willing to risk your life, He will give it to somebody else. Let me tell you, many people can't afford a plan. One and eight point, 1.5, they, they can't. Let's go to plan one and plan two. They can't even do 1.2. And you are blessed. Blessed are you when you can't do any other plan. 
Ya, blessed are you. Blessed are you. So don't be like, uh, uh, listen. Blessed are you if you can't make another plan. Very soon I'm going to start talking about about um, expressions of faith. One of the expressions of faith, please listen to this carefully. One of the expressions of faith is careless living. That careless is in quotes. What is going to happen to you tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. What plans do you have to do? I don't know. I don't know. Does the ha- I don't know. Say, so why don't you know? Because I'm busy with today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The difference between somebody who is really careless in life and the person who is walking by faith and appearing careless is in how they are doing today. You see the man that's really of faith, he's faithful today. So just make sure you are faithful today. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's a sign of faith. Somebody take the money you have saved. So, but this is my phone, not good again, sir. And my brother not get phone. So you go go and buy two good phones. One for yourself, one for the other person. So as money we're saving for, for what? We wanted to invest when the share market, we, he said, we are not investing again. We want to use good phone, leave it. And to show that we are not being covetous, so I bought two. One for my friend and one for me. What will happen tomorrow? I don't know. Seriously. It's a sound of faith. So let me say it to you again. Whether you can make a plan B or not, don't worry. The fact that you can't afford it, don't worry. It's people like you that will drive them back to the desert. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. That spirit, listen, there's a way it works. That spirit came down from Libya and Co. The tabernacle around that area usually, and they were pushed down towards us. And we have a duty to repel them back. There was a time the spirit of Ebola came. You saw what we did. We were resolute because we knew we couldn't escape. And the Lord helped us. COVID came also. And the Lord helped us. Let me say this to you. God will help us with this one too. Every armed attack in this nation we seize. Banditry we seize. Kidnapping we seize. Next time you hear of headsmen, they'll be back to carrying stick. Yes, just stick. No villagers will be attacked by headsmen. Listen to me. This is the word of the Lord. Out of these ashes of the troubles you have seen the last few weeks, months, and years, we arise a new nation. Amen. A beautiful nation. Amen. A nation that the Lord blessed. Amen. And which his people claim the blessing. Amen. Oh, many of us have not moved around. Nigeria is beautiful. Ah, I served in Taraba State, near the foot of the Mambila. We will go up to Mayoselbe, Ngoroje, all those places. And you will see breathtaking beauty. Breathtaking beauty. Your jaw will drop and you're not a white man. You know white man can appreciate things like that. This one is so fine. Even your blackness, you forget that you're African. You know, you see on the side of the green mountains, because of the lush vegetations, waterfalls. You, you know, just look at You see several waterfalls. And then you move again, and the cloud you saw before is now below you. You literally drive through the clouds. I will stop. My driver stopped at that time we came out. And I looked. I said, God, you are good. If anybody said this, he came by accident. God punish him. Because this foolishness is too much. It's a beautiful nation. One day I stood on the beach 
in Bonny Island. And I saw the white sand, beautiful white sand, and the Atlantic just going up and down like that with, you know, shells and everything. And I said, God, give us peace now. Let's enjoy this thing. Because once my wife and I went together, I went for a conference. We stayed in a hotel on the beach. That is, the beach is part of the hotel grounds. You know, you eat on a hut. You know, the ocean is just there beside you. And you see the white people jogging up and down. I told my wife, hi, we have this kind of beach for Nigeria too. For this, what's the name of the people that used to be in our beaches? Niger Delta militants. They won't let us rest. All that spirit of unrest, we banish it in Jesus' name. We'll enjoy the beauty of this land. Northern Nigeria can feed the whole of Africa. Yes, land all over the place. We speak to that land. Be fruitful again. We send men there to cultivate the land in peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Our cattle will give birth to double. In the name of Jesus. The Yinka was telling me something. said that, listen, that the part of the problem is that our yield per hectare is too small. Now listen to the word of the Lord. Your yield per hectare will double. It will triple. It will quadruple. In the name of Jesus. Everybody do something for me. eh? Dig your heel like this. Just do your heel like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we dig in. We are not running for anybody. We are not running for anybody. It is the land you give to us. We will possess it. We dig in. That one of our sisters, Potako, told me that they want to make an investment. There's so much money, but there's so much trouble. I said, my sister, put the money down. You are buying the right to pray. Once you have escape route, shut your mouth. You can't pray anymore. I told her, put the money down. With all the noise they are making, if God said, look, uh, God sends me resources, I want to, I will sink the money into the land. Not can it anyway. Say, okay, go and hide some in Abuja. You know, you, you know, there are things you do and you can't pray again. You can't pray. I'm sorry to say it. Once you have said, okay, I see pastors running all over the place. You, you can go anywhere you like. It's your life, it's your money, it's your time, it's your calling on my business. But don't join us when we want to pray. Because some of us are we do prayers of desperation. There's nowhere else we are going. There's nowhere else we are going. I told those days when Pastor Craig and I will speak, I literally will stay up at night. Because I told my mind, if trouble breaks out, where is he going to go? You know what? Those that hopefully wait for him will never be put to shame. Amen. You will never be put to shame. Amen. You will never be put to shame. Let me pray for you. You will prosper in this land. Amen. I, I will sound like a prosperity preacher, but I need to say this. You will become a multi-millionaire. Amen. Your children will travel wherever they want to go on this earth. Amen. Because you will be able to afford it. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will sponsor missions in America. Amen. You will sponsor missions in Europe. Amen. God will cause grace to abound towards you. Amen. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Amen. And are bound to every good work. Amen. Ah, grace is your portion. Amen. Fear will not be your portion. Amen. Anyone that points an, a, a weapon at you, this is the word of the Lord. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Amen. Every mouth that rises against you in judgment, I hereby condemn. Amen. In agreement with you, I condemn it. Amen. You will live, you will not die. Amen. You will fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
anyone planning to attack you will fall into his own trap. It's the word of God. We just have to be reading the scriptures now. It's scriptures. They've dug a pit. Father, let them fall into the pit that they have dug. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone who wants to block your road, a trailer bigger than its obstruction, will crush all of them. In the name of Jesus. In peace you will lie down. In peace you will sleep. The Lord alone will make you dwell in safety. Father, we thank you. Because indeed you are our hope. Lord, we pray for the church of God in Nigeria. We pray for our brethren. We pray that you fill us with the knowledge of your will. Amen. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. So that we will walk in a manner worthy of you. Amen. So we will please you in all respects. Amen. So we will bear fruit in every good work. Amen. And we will increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. Father, we we'll thank you. Because of the love you have for your saints. And we say we are one. There is no them and us. Whether you have a plan A or plan B, all of us are brethren. We love each other. And we do not set any division. Lord, we bless every child of God in this nation. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord keep you. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Amen. And the Lord be gracious unto you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Amen. And give you peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for reassuring us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessed be God forever. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of Jesus. All right. Um, for... Uh, viewers and listeners online, our next meeting will be on Friday. Okay, that's for Mixed Hour uh, only. So um, if you're on Facebook and YouTube, we encourage you to please go to the Mixed Hour channel on um, Friday. So the next meeting will be on Friday, but that will be on Mixed Hour only. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, we also encourage you to please uh, send us a mail. Send us a mail. We truly want to hear from you what um, God's Word has been doing in your life and how you have been transformed through the hearing of God's Word from this platform. So please send us a mail. And um, we, we believe that would be of a great encouragement to us. We want to hear from you. God bless you. So for um, other social media platforms, on Friday will not be there except on MixLR. Shall we rise up and just give the Lord thanks again? Bless his name. Bless his name. You are a child of God. Thank him. Say, Father, thank you for encouraging our hearts today again. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Say, Father, thank you for encouraging my hearts today. Thank you. When our heart is overwhelmed, we run to the rock. Lord, we have come to you today, our rock of safety, our rock of provision. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for those words that you brought through the mouth of your servants. We thank you for encouraging our hearts. Thank you. Thank you because you are kept in our going out and coming in. Lord, we bless your name forever. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship as we go. One, two, three, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. 
We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out of under the curse into the blessing. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say that to your neighbor, to your left and to your right. Say, this is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. In the One more person. This is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. And the last one to yourself. This is my season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Share your brethren. See you on Friday.